The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first. And then, when people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's liturgy is very rich. I would be tempted to stand up here for about an hour, but I won't do that. (laughs) But let me give some context to this gospel today, which I imagine most of you are familiar with. It's the wedding at Cana. It's the first miracle that Jesus performed. But it also, as it's said at the very end here, revealed his glory. And that word, reveal has been very present for the last three weeks now in our celebrations. We had the epiphany. The epiphany is a revelation. That's what it means. It was Christ revealing himself to the nations, even those from the Far East, the Gentiles. And as I like to point out to most people who gather in Catholic churches these days, we're all beneficiaries of that. Because I doubt any of us here were born into a Jewish family, right? So we're all beneficiaries of Jesus coming to the nations. Then we had the celebration of his baptism last weekend. That was another revelation not just of Jesus, but of the Holy Spirit and the Father. It was a theophany, God revealing himself. The Father's voice was heard, and the Spirit came down upon Jesus in the form of a dove. Another revelation. And then today, the trifecta is complete. The wedding at Cana, Jesus revealing himself now, as the Messiah. And that's why he cautioned Mary. When Mary came to him, 
Jesus knew what she was going to ask. That he would perform a miracle. His first miracle. And Jesus knew if he was to do that, that their relationship, the dynamic of their relationship, would change. And that's why he refers to her as woman. Because he is the new Adam. If we want to look at this in a broader context, the whole of salvation history, Adam and Eve, our first parents, they sinned. And because of that original sin, we've all inherited that wounded human nature. But God was not going to allow sin to have the last word. So even right there at the beginning, the Father announces his plan for salvation. It's called the Proto-Evangelium, Genesis 3.15, where God says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her offspring and yours. So who is that woman that the Father was referring to there? Not Eve, because she had just danced with the devil, right? The father was already thinking about Mary, the mother of the Savior, the mother of God. And so Jesus, here in today's gospel, refers to Mary as woman, invoking her, her position, if you will, her role, as the new Eve who would help bring about the salvation of the world by being not only the mother of God, but the new Eve. And so Jesus just wanted to warn her, hey, you know what this means, mom, you know? The dynamic of our relationship is going to change because this will, in a sense, inaugurate my public ministry. The word's going to get around. But Mary embraced that. She knew that would require a certain amount of sacrifice on her part. They probably would not be able to spend as much time together. But she knew that ultimately that was what God the Father wanted for a time. Just for a time. And so she goes to the waiters. And that classic phrase of Mary, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. It's also interesting to note, it's important to note, that this first miracle happens at a wedding. Because John the Baptist, who baptized Jesus, referred to Jesus as the bridegroom. The bridegroom. So then who's the bride? Who's the bride? We are, right? The church is the bride of Christ. So that makes all of us, in a spiritual sense, in the order of grace, the bride of Christ. Now, I know that's kind of hard for us guys to get really excited about. 
So the analogy breaks down on a certain level, right? The ladies get all excited about that. Oh, I'm the bride of Jesus. All right. And us guys are like, yeah, yeah, I'm the bride of Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) But what it speaks to is the intimacy that God wants to have with us, the great friendship that God wants to have with all of us. And our first reading today highlighted that. From the book of the prophet Isaiah, listen to this. You shall be a glorious crown in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem held by your God. How beautiful is that? No more shall people call you forsaken or your land desolate, but you shall be called my delight. The Lord delights in you. God wants us to know that he delights in us. And your land espoused. There you go. God wants to espouse us to himself, through himself, in himself. That's what happened at your baptism. The father claimed you for himself through his son in the spirit. You have been espoused by God. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? For the Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse. As a young man marries a virgin, your builder shall marry you. And as a bridegroom, Jesus, the divine bridegroom, rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. I'm not making this up. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen? And then if you want, we can, we can extend, if you will, or expand the meaning of the gospel today. And that, that water becoming wine, that shows that Jesus has power over nature. Then he can transform nature from one thing into another. Well, where does that happen every day? Right on the altar, right? The the bread and the wine are now transformed, literally transubstantiated into his body and blood. Amen? Amen? And saving the best wine for last refers to the Holy Spirit. The gift of all gifts being given to us. That we ourselves would become temples of God. Temples of the Holy Spirit. That's the the wine, so to speak, that we are given. We're given his body and his blood. But the spirit has been poured into our hearts. So says St. Paul. Which allows us to cry out, Abba, Father. So we're now sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters in Christ. And as Paul says in that second reading to the, to the Corinthians, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. Everyone. So we're not all like Father Patrick, right? (laughs) 
I love Father Patrick. And we can't all play the drums or the piano, can we? I wish I could. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. Some of us can't sing as much as we would like to, right? When people ask me, oh, Father, you know, do you play an instrument? I play the radio. That's all I play. I was a DJ in college. So that's what I play. I play the radio. So we all have different gifts. But they're all important. Perhaps some are more visible, like when you stand up here and preach. But that doesn't mean that this is any more important or more valuable than those who have gifts that are a little more hidden, perhaps. Like the the gift of intercession, intercessory prayer. Maybe nobody knows that you're interceding for the church or for families or, or for priests or for whatever it might be. But God is is affirming and confirming your gift as you see the things that you pray for happen. And there's gifts of hospitality and and gifts of teaching and preaching. And as he says here, there's all kinds of gifts. They're all important. We all have a part to play. And everyone's part is really important. Because if, if we have people who aren't active, well, that means the whole body suffers. We're not as strong when everyone isn't participating and sharing their gifts. But when people are sharing their gifts, we're all enriched. We all benefit. So there doesn't have to be jealousy and there doesn't have to be competition. We don't have to win God's approval. We've already been given the gifts. And we can always ask for more. I'm sure you've heard Father Patrick say that because there's always more that's true. But we all have a very important part to play. And so I just encourage you to ask the Lord to help you discern your gifts, to help you discover your gifts and to grow in your gift, whatever it might be. Because whatever it is, we need it. We need you. Jesus needs you. He needs you to play your part. And sometimes that's difficult. Like Mary, her role was not easy. But she knew that her sacrifice would bear fruit and that it would be life-giving for the whole church. So she has become our mother in the order of grace. Because Jesus then, at at the cross... He refers to her once again as woman. And that was his hour. That was when together they would be, in a sense, giving birth to the church from his pierced side. So say the fathers of the church. The church was born. And although I don't believe Mary had birth pangs in Bethlehem, she certainly had birth pangs at Calvary, at the foot of the cross. Amen? So that's where she was giving birth to us in the spirit, in the order of grace. So let us turn to her today, our blessed mother, the new Eve. And let's pray that we can all say yes to the Lord like she did. She played her role. She did her part. Let's pray that each and every one of us can say like her to the Lord, behold, 
I am the servant, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And may your spirit come upon me so that I may become all that you created me to be, so that I can be a light to the nations, just like you, Jesus. Amen.